In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, what is decentralized IT part two? Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, I will be continuing my conversation with Michael Santarcangelo on what is decentralized IT. I mean, like, you know, again, when we look at where or how this works or, you know, like I'm always loath to say somebody should do or shouldn't do something. Obviously, if, as, as you've heard me talk about this in other places, if you come back and say, why aren't anybody getting it? Or I can't find enough people or I'm just totally overwhelmed. And, and I'll tell you a couple that, that kind of pop out at me where I always just slap my head a little bit. By the way, if you're listening and you find yourself in a situation, this isn't a judgment on my part. I'm just saying these are situations where it might be worth taking a look at. Um, if you are part of identity administration, right? So we either call it IAM, IDM, or uh, now we uh, hear people calling it identity governance. Cool, IGA, identity governance administration. If you want to have the people that are actually filling out the requests and manually making changes and handling all that stuff on your team, that's a highly administrative, highly operational task. I don't know why that needs to be on your team because, man, does that take up a lot of your cycles and it's taking up time that there are other people in the organization that are competent, capable, credible, and able to do that. It's the same thing, too, where we start to see people like firewall rule changes. Well, who does the rule changes? Well, the security team has to do those. Yeah, but isn't that like a network device? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, are are the network people handling that and the routers and the switches and everything else? Yes. Guys, you know they're capable of updating rules, right? Like, that's, they're, they're probably, I mean, I, it's not fair to necessarily say they're better at it, but they're already in there doing stuff. Now, governance, can you have a security group that checks it? Yes. Now, what I tend to see, and this sounds like what you guys are doing, I still see a lot of people in a security group hold their socks. Yeah, they should. In fact, the way that the CFO put it, I loved it. He was, he was really insightful for somebody who was learning about security. He said, I want a part of my security team centralized to lay out the vision for the company on, on where we need to be, where we're going, and you help bring the different groups to some reasonable standard. So when it's audit time, we don't have six different audits. We have one audit that everybody can participate in. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense. He said, but then I want the operations group. I want you guys on the wire looking for the stuff we don't know about, looking for the things, looking for the problems before their problems and helping us over collectively, you know, overall and collectively get better at what we're doing. And that's when I added in, we added in that engagement group to say, cool, let's, let's use a group that brings those two together and then actively goes out and works across the organization. He's like, yeah, cool. Love it. Solid. And that's exactly, I mean, it sounds a little bit to extent like of what you're working through. Mm-hmm. There's still, I still want people who really understand security and maybe networking and maybe development and maybe administration in my SOC, but that doesn't mean that everybody who's in the SOC has to do all of it, right? I mean, like, I, I want people freed up to focus on whatever they're best to focus on. And so that's some of the stuff that I, I start to take a look at. Look, if you're in a good organization, you've hired skilled people. My argument consistently is just, just let good people do good work. And I can't tell you how many times at conferences people come up to me and they'll say stuff like, well, you know, we're really good at X, Y, and Z, but the security team won't let us, which doesn't make any sense because our tool can already do that. Wait a minute. So you mean we're buying extra tools and, and we're stepping over each mm-hmm. other and not letting somebody else who can collect data and act on it faster and better than us do it? Right. So that's that's where we have an opportunity. And that's where I see decentralized or hybrid model come in because I, I think it pays I think it pays dividends for people when they take a look at it. Right. Absolutely. 
So I guess how do you de- how do you determine if if like what the right path is for a decentralized or hybrid model? Well, you're living in one right now. What I found in the past for me is it's always interesting to see how the organization operates. Um, I think it's hard, right? We talk in security about the need to break down silos. Um, and then so every now and then some people push back and they say, no, no, I like the silos there. This is how we do separation of duties. I want to point out a silo separation of duties um, are not, uh, they're not the same thing. And therefore you can have no silos and separation of duties. They're not mutually exclusive and they're not incompatible concepts. Um, if you have an organization where you see other groups cooperating and collaborating well, that's a good signal that the leadership of the organization overall and the structure supports that type of collaboration. Uh, if you find, that, however, that everybody kind of does their own thing, stays in their own lane, wants everybody else to just leave them alone, uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a tougher uphill. Most organizations lie somewhere in between. And the way I'd look at it is is I wouldn't necessarily try to do the whole thing at once. I, I would go pick an area. Like I think your area is, is prime for it right now. There's so much attention right now on applications and so much need for security insight into it. But that doesn't mean I have to put somebody in who understands development and security. It, it may just mean that I have somebody who understands security and is comfortable with development in there to answer questions and to be that advocate and to be that conduit and that type of stuff. And so that's kind of how I start to take a look at it. I mean, again, where I would press it up faster is you feel overwhelmed. You're the bottleneck consistently. People are unhappy with you that you are the bottleneck and you cannot hire enough resources. You cannot find enough resources. It doesn't make financial sense to get enough resources. Well, then, then, then I, would, I would go that direction. But I think you can start small. Start small. Prove it out with one group. Show how it works. Invite the next group into it. And you know, once you get two or three groups that are doing great with it, I, I don't think you have to do too much more beyond it. The, the question I have, and I'm curious, how do you guys do this? How, how do you guys do training and mentoring? I mean, are, are you offering training to people about security stuff, Tim? And, and are they then offering you access to their training on the development and their processes and their procedures? How's that working? Yeah, so I well, I go to daily meetings for our development process. I go to weekly meetings. And then uh, I am also, I've started doing security training. So we've, uh, we've agreed that uh, we can do security training quarterly or maybe even sooner, depending on how much content uh, I put down and in, in, on my paper that I need to cover. Um, so I'll do like bigger training for the overall group, but I'll also do group to group. I'll go one-on-one. Um, you know, it can be something as simple as someone comes up and asks me a question. I kind of see that as training as well. And it's, it's the other way around where, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I go to all these meetings, I go to design meetings, I go to everything and kind of get some, some training from them. I think that that's a real key to this. I mean, where I see people struggle with the decentralized model, hell, where I see them struggle with the centralized model is, is where we, we don't think through the training and development, right? And, and so the distinction, right? And, and this maybe lends itself to another conversation down the road, but, but there's awareness, there's training, there's development. We can argue about education, but let's leave that to the side because that's, that's much more convoluted. Awareness is simply the realization of something. That's it. There's no understanding. There's no connotion of an understanding. Just because you're aware of something doesn't mean that you know what to do or that you will do anything. And awareness is simply the realization. It's that connection that something is right or unright. That's kind of the way it works. I know unright's not a word, but it should be. When you get to training, training is specific. It's I'm training you how to do a specific thing. Perhaps in a specific way, but it could be outcome-based. And there's a couple different ways to be able to do that. 
Now, it's very different than development. A lot of us go to training. We'll go. It's a one or it's a two-day. Maybe it's a five-day. And, and you know, how was it? Oh, I loved it. It was great. But then you get back to work. Reality sets in. And uh, it was good, but I, I, it just doesn't work for me. And we get back to whatever habits we had. That's because we didn't do development. Development is taking the training, right? So it's awareness should fuel training. Training then leads to development. Development is when I start to apply these skills in my environment. And a lot of times, right, our, uh, we talk about culture a lot in, in this industry. Your, your culture really just boils down to the set of formal and informal practices and activities in your organization that get you the results that you get. So if you want to change the culture, a lot of times it's not just our desire to change it. We have to look at our capacity to change as well as our structure. How are we? Right? We're, we're calibrated to get what we're getting. Right? And in organizations, biologically, organizations fight to maintain homeostasis. That means we fight change. And so the development is a way to introduce this training consistently in your environment and then to learn from it so that you can adapt and or adapt the environment so you can over time get the results that you want operate at a higher level. If we're talking about IT or we're talking about security and we're talking about decentralizing it, it's not as simple as Wizard of Oz, click your heels three times and say, I want decentralized IT. It does mean that you're going to have to go in a process and learn. And there might be some fits and starts. And you've got to think about that training and that development and that mentoring. And how do you let people move around? How do you cross train? I always loved the movie and We Were Soldiers where um, – they're practicing their landing, and he walks up, and the officers first one out, and he goes, bang, you're dead. Who's in charge? Who's in charge? Who's in charge? Bang, you're dead. Who's in charge? And then finally, somebody jumps up and says, get off the chopper. And, and then, you know, and his lesson was, you need to learn the job of the person above you, and you need to teach your job to the person below you. Now, I know sometimes in our organizations, we don't want to get too rigid with our structures, but man, I sure do love that concept. And I talk to a lot of people that are fascinated in a lot of different things. There's a lot of people that are fascinated about security right now. There's a lot of people that are fascinated mm -hmm. in other parts. Why are we not actively involving them and training them? Because then we might find somebody who's qualified for it. We might find people who stay with the company longer because they feel validated, they're learning, they're soaking it up. But then we build resilience. We have all those skill sets. So those are the things that I start to think about when we look at how would I do it. I mean, it sounds like you're in a awesome situation and i think as you can expand some of those things i mean you know i think it'll be awesome for you yeah no absolutely i and i yeah i totally see uh the value in in one what i'm doing but also that i am in a good organization that has embraced this and i i think that's also one of the things about deciding whether or not to do something like this is how good of a relationship you have with the with with the other department um security before i got there and the development team always had a good working relationship mm. together yeah. they they were part they were also part of my interview process so i talked to both uh managers in the development and security role and, I, and when i did the face-to-face -face, it was the you know the CISO, the vp of development manager manager security and you know a few managers of development so uh they were very involved in the process and you know, ultimately, what I what I found out after the interview was that they, well, they were looking for a culture fit, but they were also looking for someone. They didn't want someone to come in and go, "Your code sucks." You know, they right. wanted someone to come in and and provide a security resource for their team and make make that communication. Like they said, they already worked they were already working well together, but to also improve that because they knew there were some areas and some things that were slipping. Here's what I love about what you just shared. 
a lot of times in security, we, we are so focused on the downside of risk and, and for things that are broken and not working that sometimes we come with the assumption that things are broken and not working and Ugh, I'm here to fix it. And what you just shared is the exact opposite. No, it's good. It's already good. Can you make it better? Is your is your effort, is your presence better? Yeah. I mean, look, I've known you for a while now, and I've always been impressed by you. So there's no doubt in my mind that that your attitude and your skill set definitely make the people around you better. And that's awesome. And it's a really high compliment to you. But any of us takes that approach, right? People always ask me about leadership, and they always want to know, like, what is it? And, and as you know, I always point out that it, stop thinking of it in terms of short or long, winning or losing. Think of it as an infinite game where the only measure of success is are you better today than you were yesterday? And from a leadership perspective, are the people around you better today because of you? Are they better tomorrow because of what they did with you today? Yeah? Great. You're, you're crushing it. So it doesn't mean the people around us are broken. I, I think that's the, like, that's the mind flip when we start talking about decentralized Decentralized says, I trust that the people in this organization want to do what's right, but they don't necessarily know what it is. And you know what? I may not know what it is. So how about we all work together and I give them the tools and the insights that they need and they give me tools and insights and we all work together. And I'm going to be focused on understanding the security of the IT aspects of it. And they're going to be focused on the marketing or the delivery or the sales or the whatever aspects of it. And we're going to work together to get to what's right. Not that we're right, but to get to what's right. I think if you do that, you can have a wildly successful decentralized model with people that understand that their role, understand their responsibility, feel part of the team. Where I would be cautious is if you do this. Okay, we're gonna decentralize security. Hey, Timothy, I know you already got all the stuff in your plate, so you got this stuff too. If, if it's collateral duty, you're not gonna do it. We've known that, we've known that for years. That's, that's how a lot of the centralization came about. It, it started as, Security was collateral duty 20 years ago, and it didn't work. And so we said, oh, we got to centralize it. And then that didn't work. We said, okay, well, I need bigger teams. Well, bigger team isn't always the answer, right? And so that's, I just, I think, I think we'll go through some recalibration on it, but it sounds like you, you've got a perfect example of it. And um, I'll, I'll try to take, I have a sketch. As long as I still have the sketch, minimally, I'll try to scan it in and, and put it up, and, and we can do some uh, around it if, if that's something that people are interested in. But Man, I think it's at least worth exploring. And obviously, if people got questions on it, um, I'm happy to chat with them. I know you are. Ed, mm -hmm. I think this is something that make a big difference in our industry if we embrace it. Yep, absolutely. What uh, resources are available for better understanding decentralized IT? Man, that's a good question. I I don't know that I could point to anything right now. I'm guessing there is, and I'll tell you what. If if somebody just does a general Google search on it, I'd be really curious to see what they come up with. And, and they have uh, both of our Twitter handles. Uh, if they don't have mine, it's at Catalyst. Just hit me. I'll, I'll take a look at it. And as people know, I'm a straight talker. I'll, I'll tell you, if it, I, I'm not negative. So if I don't like it, I'll, I'll try to be constructive about you know, what I, I do or don't like on it. But what I think is interesting is, for the most part, it's, it's a mind shift. shift. It's a how, how much command and control do you think you need? And by the way, you recognize control is an illusion, right? So do you want to be effective at your position? And, and get good results that incorporate other people or, or not. And from that perspective, I don't know. Right? Maybe this will be a chance where people can educate us. And, you know, if you don't mind me, because it's your show, but if somebody's doing this successfully or in that transition, I mean, I'd love to hear from you and figure mm -hmm. out what's up, yep. how it's going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. And now here's what I would add, uh, lest it sound like a shameless plug, is you've already pointed out, what are the keys to success on this? 
communication and leadership. You, you've got to have good leadership that's bought in on it. You've got to have good communication at a couple different layers, right? Not levels, but layers. Um, th- that's where, needless to say, I spend a lot of my time right now. And I think that some of those things would, would bring that to bear. But minimally, focus on that. Focus on how you communicate. Focus on how you learn about what other people do. Uh, and uh, I think that'll that'll benefit you well. All right. Anything else you'd like to mention that we haven't already discussed? No, man. I, I think um, I think I think we covered it, and I I hope that more people start p- paying a look at it. I mean, as as we kind of started out with, and again, I, this dovetails with your program very well. It's a mindset shift, right? We're not saying that, th- that this is anything other than level up the organization. And what I like about it is, if you really embrace it as a, the people around me are smart, the people around me care about security. And as you've already pointed out, Tim, sometimes it's a, I just need some validation. Hey, is this the right way? Yeah, be that person. Now you'll have responsibilities and they'll have responsibilities, but I think there's a way that it kind of works out for everybody. And I think that's the stuff that gets really exciting. And and that's that's where I think our industry is going to really start to flourish. I really like that that phrase, by the way, level up the organization. I think that's that says it perfectly. Well, then we should end right there. <laughs> we should, but you got to plug some stuff. Well, I mean, I don't have to listen. I, I've, I've, uh, I've loved the, the response um, and the, the conversation around the straight talk stuff. Here's what I can tell people is coming in 2017. I have a new program called Simple Straight Talk. Uh, I don't have a lot of the details yet. If you're on my newsletter, uh, those folks will get early access to it. I've started blogging again very consistently, twice a week at least. Uh, I've increased the blogging for CSO. Um, that stuff, if you follow me on social media, you'll get a chance to see that. And as always, I love the interactions. And as I start playing with this stuff, the folks that you know ask me questions, I call them on the phone and we talk. And they're helping me make straight talk better. There will be an update. I'm, I'm refreshing and expanding the foundation stuff. Um, all you know, It's all value, measurement, communication, friction, and transformation. I am going to – I've got a model picked out and some thoughts. I'm going to update the framework and make sure people are able to do that. And, uh, you know, there's more coming. A lot of people have been asking for help around scoping and direction finding. And it turns out there's some really cool stuff we can do there. And I believe me, I am chomping at the bit and moving as fast as I can. But let's say Q1, Q1, most of the stuff will start to trickle out. So if people want to try it out, uh, always welcome that. They want to tell me how it's working for them uh, or where they're confused about something. I've learned, I've made some assumptions, like, for example, saying, pick your pressing issue. I thought that was clear. It turns out pressing issue is not a clear statement. Uh, and I will have some resolution on that uh, shortly and to help people guide that a little bit better. So, you know, all comers, I, I'm at it because, again, I'm not trying to be right. I want people to be better. Uh, I want us to be clear, direct, candid with other people and get the results that that we deserve. So that's what I focus on. So my website, securitycatalyst.com, come join me there. Uh, they can hit me on Twitter at Catalyst. And from those two, they can find me anyplace else they want. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining me to discuss what is decentralized IT. That will do it. Hopefully you learned something. Feedback is welcome at timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at timothydblock. Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash E-I-S. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes. Have a good one. Have a good one.